Lampard now coming towards the line. Lampard it is, and Lampard's going to take the win. Well, we don't know that yet because that was that, it's not how time trialing works. But he's probably going to take the win. Isn't <laughs> Four and he? a half you, seconds I, on Wout Van Aert. Yes, but that's what happened in the end, wasn't it? And it was it was very exciting. Wout Van Aert had a face like a bulldog licking. How do you say that? Bulldog li- licking a wasp, chewing a wasp. Or, Licking, licking a, a bulldog, licking a wasp. <laughs> I, think I don't think that. he did. I thought he's. I think Wattmanart is a thorough gentleman, and I thought he, you know, reluctantly. Is, uh, is uh, he it, a farmer's son though? Is he a farmer's son no. from West Flanders? No. Yves Lampard like is freak shot. By the way, how slopy and angular is Yves Lampard's right eyebrow? <laughs> I didn't notice that, Pete. <laughs> did you notice that? No. It's at an extraordinary angle. Like, look <laughs> at me. Either. Look at me. Your eyebrows, I reckon. Are Angled at maybe between 12 and 13 percent. Do you think it's from away. the wind on the farm growing up? <laughs> He's a 45 degrees. Always. Uh, very slight, particularly his right eyebrow. I've noticed that. Um, maybe it's from being in the top position and kind of looking up. No, that would be good. <laughs> well, yeah, marginal gains. Marginal gains. Hey, yeah, what about the helmets today? Yes, mm. Pete, discuss. The scarfing they had round. What was going on there? With I don't the, know, but. The, sn- well, we, the Belgian snoot. farmer didn't have one on, and he won. Yeah. So, true. not a great day for Specialised. Just a farmer's son from, from That's Belgium. That's all it takes. Doesn't matter what, what helmet you've got not on. Not EF. Yeah. They looked great, but they didn't That's- perform very well. That's an interesting observation, Pete. Because so the rest of his teammates, Honoré and the rest of them, all had the um. Oh, that's true. The yeah. snood on, yeah. The, the aero yeah. snood. Brand new helmet. He didn't have a no, visor. He's old school. Well, he's, though, he's, he's old. Yeah. Imagine it's... how fast he would have gone with his snood. I know. The aero snood. But that's it just fit, banned, it fits it? the build, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, of course, he doesn't have one of those stupid helmets on. Yeah. Doesn't need one. Yeah. yeah. What a stage? Well, I tell you what was really annoying about the stage was that Ned normally hates time trials. Mm. And we were straight in. A bit like he hates the Alps. Crazy animated from the, the beginning. Yeah, I do hate And the lakes. Alps. I don't like lakes, yeah. yeah. Um, My favourite part of the stage was when you did the in for highlights, yeah. knowing the result of... <laughs> oh, you, <laughs> it was you so taken that. And your composure, when you actually had to do it, I was thanks, like, hacked off. So to, to explain that to you know people who don't live in this ridiculous little bubble that we live in, um, what happened today was we were broadcasting live as we do every day and Lampard kind of slightly unexpectedly because no one had really talked about him as a potential stage winner won the stage or posted mm. the best time uh, while we were on a commercial break yeah. <laughs> while ITV4 was selling people whatever they sell funerals, and funerals. And here buy a funeral um, yeah. and all that sort or of thing pensions and stuff pensions isn't it? it's all for the, the younger generation yeah. <laughs> our demographic our demo- well Pete's the exception to that one mm. so are you really Thanks. Um, at the, for the for the next year or two, and true. Then, yeah, then yeah. it'll slowly slowly slip. Sun Life, get your money in order. Yeah. Have you thought about the future? Actually, talking of commercials, hmm. um, what about your show, Ned? Uh, t- I'm. Do you know what? I rambled on about it so much yesterday. Um, but I, I, uh, yeah. Did your hotel room have a fan in it? Yes, it did. In yeah. Copenhagen. So yeah. I, I posted a little pastiche video of Apocalypse Now. You know the, the scene from Apocalypse Now. Where yes, but I haven't seen it in ages. Yeah. With um with the fan on the ceiling and he's looking up and he's kind of imagining all the the napalm in the morning and all that kind Martin, of thing. Martin, what's yeah. his name? Yeah, Martin. Pete, what's his name? From Apocalypse Now. No idea. He's got a brother. Sheen. Sheen. Martin, Martin Sheen. Sheen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Did yeah. you see the size of that fan? Massive. Was yours wooden? 
Yeah, it was brilliant. I, I woke up in the middle of the night and looked up and I was like, what is that? It's like an old-fashioned, like a First World War <laughs> you must propeller so from yeah, a Sopris camel or something. It really is. Yeah. Was it a great relief when you saw it? Because it was incredibly hot in the hotel rooms. It was very hot. And yeah, um, yeah only on about day two did I switch it on. Nice. And that's when, I, that's when I had the Apocalypse Now sort of pastiche moment. Ah, so that's I, what it was. Yeah, because I thought, you know, that's the next three weeks is just going to be, the soundtrack of our lives is going to be... You did realise it was a fan, didn't you, Pete? You didn't just think it was a propeller on the roof. Well, no, I didn't, because I just thought it was like an ornament. Because oh, right. I was hot as well, and I looked around. There was no air conditioning vents. Did not click on. It was it was too big to be a fan. It was like a so massive you, wooden you propeller. You never turned it, it on. Like, <laughs> it's like the size of one of them windmills over there, but wooden. Yeah. I should wow. point out, we are actually in the car looking at windmills, aren't we? Yeah, because it's Never Stray's car. It's Never Stray's car. That's why we do the pod. It's Never Stray's car. Thank you for downloading it, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Folks. That was good. We smashed our record. Um, we did, yeah. we, we got the highest number of downloads by some yeah. distance. In we all know where that is, don't we? Hours. Pete Kenny's joined. Pete Kenny's Thank joined. Pete Share Kenny's with friends, joined. please. Tell your friends to subscribe. Yeah, and review us and all that sort of thing, because we're making history. Every listen, <laughs> every listen counts. <laughs> we're, ma- we're doing a Tour de France podcast in which the word France, tour, bike, Isn't none it? of it gets mentioned. We were looking the at, only word that yeah. gets a mention is car, which is entirely misleading. It sounds like a motorsport podcast, but isn't. And if yeah. you look at... So we're in, we were number three in the iTunes charts, mm. uh, sports charts earlier. I don't know what we are now, um, but it, we're surrounded by all these very obvious podcasts, mm-hmm. like the BBC Wimbledon podcast. With a big tennis ball on with it. With a big tennis ball on it. The Peter Crouch football podcast. With a big picture of Peter Crouch. And we've got Never Stray's Car, and yeah. we're talking about the Tour de France, except we're not talking. We need to talk a bit more about the Tour de yeah. France. Pete, come on. David and I have done our... Lots of talking about the stage today on the telly. Well, it's it's now it's um. Sorry, is your name Pete? No, it's a pass moment. Oh yeah, true. T- well, yeah. yeah, we are all individually sponsoring this podcast. Me being my uh, company called Surpass, which is a coaching company, which is delivering which is delivering results worldwide. Delivering results. That should be your tagline. I've got a rider Sup- actually um, called Davide who's competing in Maratone um, Sportif. On Sunday, which is, yeah, very prestigious, sporty. So How's he going to do? I'm hoping for a top three. He wants to win it. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, what are you saying, Ned? Um, you've got, yeah, yeah, delivering results worldwide. There surpass. we go. So, Looking for a tagline, actually. Yeah. I'll, and doing casual For a, for casual a small clothing. fee, I'll do the voiceover for your commercial, if you want. Well, well you just ruined surpass. the commercial because you just spoke over it. Yeah, and, yeah, true. The, yeah, and t- and true. to be fair, I, I, have be, I have, you know... Come to one of your shows in where was it Yorkshire? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What? The Har- world. Harrogate. Yeah. Harrogate. Harrogate. I've been on numerous podcasts, so yeah, I reckon I've got a favourite. Almost there at a favour. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So I'll just do it clean now, and you can edit this into whatever commercial purposes. Yeah. You so want. if you want to check out my coaching company, we also do casual bits of casual clothing. Um, collaboration with Rafa for cycling clothing it's surpass.cc that's also their Instagram so please check it out but please continue listening to this podcast because it's great in a minute a minute when David's on his commercial we're going to talk about the bike race aren't we we are yeah Yeah. well I'd like to recommend that one day Pete you move from Rafa to chapter 3 because we make amazing cycling apparel and actually today we're just launching our SS22 with our super fast aero jersey which is 90% recycled materials why is it called like that why is it called SS22 uh, spring summer 22 no 
Is oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, go onto our website and check it out, please. And sign up as well to my daily email. Yeah. So that as well. That's just to add more content to our stream. Yeah, you are. I never end stream. Generating but content. yeah, but the race was good because before Eva Lampart, all the favourites kind of it looked like it was over. They all rode splendidly. Yeah, there was that little um, moment, wasn't there, Pete, where Ganna, then Van Aert and Pogaccia all went off at minute intervals. That was pretty exciting to have those three on the yeah. road at the same time. And it was raining cats and dogs. I wonder, I wonder what that is in Danish. What, cats and dogs? Yeah, cats and dogs. Probably don't say it. Probably say it's raining heavy. I mean, cat, you know, it's a Germanic language, you know, so, uh, but it, it, they do have this habit of kind of losing consonants and everything just becomes an extended vowel. Yeah. In German, that would be Katzen mm-hmm. for cats and Hunde for dogs, yeah. hounds, you know. Um, so, yeah, to interrupt so, Cats and Dogs, I know you're a huge fan of Matthew um, Vanderpoel, David. Yes. I have never seen someone so at one with their bike. Oh. Ever. How good was he? I just It was just unbelievable to watch. What do you mean? The way he corners in the rain. Oh, like, oh, he yeah, knows yeah, exactly yeah. what the bike's going to do and where to put it, how to hold his body. Never looks stressed, never looks on the limit like Roglic did. It's just all so smooth. And um, to do that in the rain, in the Tour de France on the first stage of the Tour de France to make it look so easy and relaxed it just uh, what was crazy was the lines he was taking were basically dry lines exactly that's, that's it what that's a great w- way of explaining it actually. wacky because everyone else takes these sort of wider sort of lame lines kind of a more sort of curve rather than apex and he was still just cutting apexes I think the thing that I learned from yeah and I think you know extending that point that you make the thing that I learned of significance today was the fact that Filippo Ganna is not a friend of the wet, which I don't think I'd realised before. Yeah. And I'm trying to think back to wet time trials that he's raced, and I none spring to mind. I just don't think he's technically as good as those guys. With those yeah. raw, those edgy... Yeah, the ability just to throw the bike around when it's needed. You know, his background's obviously on the track compared to cyclocross, yeah. which is a big difference. And yeah, I don't think he's willing to put it all on the line to, to get that yellow jersey either. Yeah. And Pogaccio was... Because he kind of looked really... He was laughing, like oh. so chilled out in, oh, the, in the kind of holding pen beforehand. Wout van Aert looked like he was getting ready to go so into battle. A, a part of your commentary where we realised Pogaccio was actually... Ser- obviously, he was serious, but where he was really serious was with the you know the 5K to 4K section where you go over the, yeah. that footbridge, and he just cut through it like it wasn't there. And up until that point, it looked like he was taking the corners quite gingerly. And hold him back a bit, but on that section itself, he just honestly, he yeah. just like kind of wound it up, didn't he? Yeah, kind of completely. And then you had Wout van Aert, who was pretty much he did one of the fastest sections, I think, through that middle section. Him and Van der Poel were pretty much matched. Let's then, not forget Geraint Thomas in a oh, rain vest. The most was, Geraint Thomas I moment thought, ever. I thought Geraint Thomas's interview that, unfortunately, because this isn't the ITV podcast, we can't play you. We might be able to re- try and recreate it, I suppose. But uh, the interview he gave to Daniel Freib, um was about the most interesting interview I've ever heard from Geraint Thomas, actually. I thought it was really... In what way? Um, because he described a thing, a phenomenon, that I guess y- you two will both be aware of and understand, but I had no inkling of, um, whereby uh, he, he went off and discovered halfway through that for some reason whatever reason he can't put his finger on he kind of wasn't racing and then he woke and then he woke up and then he sort of woke up this you is know so I mean? good it, it was really interesting he just went and i don't know what was and he couldn't quite explain it but yeah. it was for some reason he wasn't and then he sort of suddenly went what am i doing 
Yeah. Hang on, I need to race well, this. He said that, he said that brilliant. I was caught cornering like my wife and she hasn't ridden a bike in 12 years. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then it was just, then he kind of... Little, he literally little, bit old, little bit old school sexist, I, that yeah. one. But, I wonder who's but, responsible but, for that, that air gilet. Ah, that's, yeah. So that's the gilet wild. was part of it, wasn't it? That he just didn't take but it. But he was so switched room. off, he yeah. kind of forgot he was racing, the fact so, he still had his gilet on. So it was, it was, it was really interesting. relaxed, that. though. Super relaxed. And... Super, you know, you're going the right way here. Uh, are we going the right way? Yes. yes, we are. We are. A little bit of podcasting and navigating at the same time. Mm. Fortunately, our driver was um, just all over that yeah. one. All over that one. Um, uh, we have a driver. That's pretty good. Um, pretty luxurious, though, isn't it? It's got hitters. Um, um, and um, we're talking about G. Yeah, and then he went to us. And then, then he, but he's, he's, uh, yeah, he's really fast, though, at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. He was really fast He's that really second fast. half. But where did he finish? Eight, 17th in the end. 18th. And he came through that first time check 18 seconds down. Yeah, but if he, if he hadn't been riding like Sarah for the, first yeah. <laughs> for the first half of the race, he wouldn't have finished 17th. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. He clearly no. wouldn't. No. It's disappointing. But little... Um, who else did well from them? There was Adam Yates did a... Yates. Yates was very good. Yeah. He finished... 14th or something yeah were you surprised by that Pete Yates Yates oh Adam Yates Adam Yates <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey it's Peter Rowland here yes of course he is he, wasn't, yeah. he didn't get much TV time no he didn't he, he got zero no. he got zero TV time I don't know time. why that is Peters didn't get much Adam either. Yates uh, there's some weird riders got a lot of airtime today yeah <laughs> Michael Storer for some reason yeah. got a huge amount of airtime I <laughs> think Adam the- Yates was where we expect him to be to be honest Oh, okay. There or thereabouts in the mix. Yeah, the ma- yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, so, Pete, who was on the fast bikes then? Just G, Adam, and Ghana? I didn't watch. Uh, I didn't watch Pidcock because I was talking to Emma before we were doing the, the punditry bit at the end. Who's but, Emma? Um, Who's Emma? My sister. There we go. And she's also in the car with us. She is in the car with us. Guests. Yeah. There's a guest in the car today. I think she could say a hello into the podcast, don't you? Can you, with your yeah, mic, for the stretch? Yeah. You ready, Emma? everyone brilliant thanks Emma um, so yeah if you want a guest in our car um, during the Tour de France it's going to be yeah. five five thousand pounds per day yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's how much it costs us to produce this show <laughs> someone's got a sponsor it dude <laughs> yeah um, we are also open to sponsorship yeah Zara oh yeah Have Zara they, got, they haven't got back yet. to us yet not yet no, no I'm, you know I'll hang in there um, so who are we talking about oh bikes yeah so like the aero helmets were specialised. Yeah, because Castrovecchio wasn't on the new bike. So I think it was just Ghana, Garrett Thomas. Yeah, just the so-called Because Pitters wasn't either, was he? Pitters. I don't think so. No, no he no. didn't even have the 3D print bars on Pitters. We're just passing the EF Education Easy Post, uh, Laurie. Pitters just had what? the standard bars on and everything. Yeah. Mm. Not even not even fully aeroed up. Huh. We got... Uh, what the... Uh, we're going with Pidders, aren't we? For the pod, now. yeah. It's, For the pod. Yeah, it's stuck. Hasn't yeah. it? <laughs> he looked tiny on the time. Oh, that helmet. He looked like um, uh, that, that Mel Brooks Star Wars film. Um, I don't know. Spaceballs. I haven't seen Spaceballs. And, dark, and dark helmet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. That's exactly what his helmet was bigger than him. It was. It was bigger than him. He yeah. did a. He did a. He did a very good time trial. Mm. He did he a very did. good time trial. He was like 16th or 17th, I think. Yeah. So I remember yeah. this. Yeah, um, I'm, crashes. I'm, I'm really interested. Sorry, I'm really interested seeing how what Pitters does. I am. I'm on, interested in the climbs on the long climbs. I'm quite interested to 
I would love to hear what he thinks about his first real Tour de France road stage tomorrow compared to everything oh, else's yeah. experience because it is different, isn't it, David? Oh, it's, yeah, it's you can't sketchy. explain it, can what, you? Well, try, well, unfortunately, your job in this podcast is to explain it. Well, so explain it. Um, the, the tensions are cooker. very high. Everybody, even the neutral zone, everyone's exactly. nervous. With 200k to go, it feels like 10k to go in a yeah. normal race. Because most people are expecting the crash. Oh, yeah. and, and last the, year, it was very crashy. Yeah. The first couple of days. But we don't know what the weather's going to be like. Well, we're worried it could be headwind tomorrow. Yeah. Do we, I haven't yeah. looked at the map. Is it like a straight line but the then, whole way? Uh, it's Ish, I was thinking about this, but then you have to look at the direction before they get onto the the final bridge because that's where it's going to be most stressful. It's the thirty k before they get before onto the, the bridge. Before the bridge, isn't it? Yeah. I think so you, you might be right. Yeah, you need to look at where it's blowing there. Really, yeah. One stage at a time, Pete. Uh, one day, uh, step by step, Ned. Yeah, day by day, day by day, day by day, day by day. Um, who else? What else? Well. It's Bissiger, I think Bissiger, because he went down Bissiger, 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 Bissiger. Yeah, he um, he was. I reckon big... he had wrong tire pressure or something, because he was like literally terrible, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't he? He wasn't very good. It was like really bad. Yeah. And I, I think he put it on the line, crashed, and then was just really nervous, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh well, poor guy. Maybe there was just too many stickers on his bike. Maybe new yeah. bike, new wheels. That said, there weren't that many riders that we saw crashing, were there? Given the the conditions, no. Um, Mikkel Honore went down as well. The, oh, Danish, yeah. Yeah. the Danish rider. He was putting it on the line though, because he was excited. Home. Oh, he was Home. flying. He, yeah, he's a really good rider, by the way. I think we we're going to, uh, you know, quick step. Good enough not to bring Cav. <laughs> yeah, we did this yeah. yesterday. Yeah, Ned. But no, yeah, I know, but we no, can continue no, no, this, no. Ned, for the whole yeah. race. Yeah. The one, the one that baffles me, and I don't mean this in a nasty way. <laughs> But just like in an honest way. Just in an honest way. The one that baffles me. No, no, Mikkel Honore is, is, number one, he's Danish. Number two, he's really young. I think he's 23. Um, something like that. And number three, or whatever, I can't remember how many points I've already made. Um, he's really good, and I could see him winning a stage. A rider I genuinely can't see winning a stage is Mattia Catania. Yeah. Mm. Um, I might be proved horribly wrong, and he might get in a big break in the third week and kind of be that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, in a Carlos Verona kind of a way, yeah. But I can't see him winning stage, and um, that's the one that I think he—he he was the. You know, if you'd had Alaphilippe in the team, then yes, you have to have Catania because yeah. you've got to have someone to support him in the mountains. So, like, but, I feel like Ned, you get people and bike riders in your head, and you just can't let it go. A bit like your favourites, you know, in in years gone by, like Paddy Bevan. Paddy Bevan. Hey, you just you just behind them. You won't hear a bad word about so, Paddy Bevan since this team. One second. Since this team's been released, <laughs> yeah. you have not stopped digging. Uh, but Catania. Catania. <laughs> yeah, you really have. <laughs> On the WhatsApp group, straight in. What? I get, what's Catania going to do? Like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but he's like. Quick, quick step don't yeah. do GC riders. I mean, they've got Alaphilippe, who's just Alaphilippe, isn't he? He's a phenomenon. But yeah. they don't really do GC riders. So what, what have they got Catania for? I don't really get it. He's like a, What does he do? He's Time a, will tell. He's a budget GC rider. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, you know, I mean, they're sponsored by Lidl, aren't they? So he's a Lidl. Yeah, but no, no, I, I don't. I'm not going to go with that one. Because quick step Alpha and I know have not done anything for the benefit of their sponsors. Because if they had, they'd have taken Mark Cavendish. Okay, yeah. True that. Yeah. Um, but we've done the Cavendish thing. We've what did you think about 
uh, talking about positioning. Position. Paddy Bevin, on- by the way, won the Tour of Turkey this year. <laughs> okay. Okay. Talking you about- was, I got WhatsApps from you when that happened. Oh, mate, God. I was so excited. You Talking about time trial, <laughs> like positioning on the bike. So, did you take note of Jakob Fulsang? His oh, position. Horrible. That was like a no, 2008 uh, position. Hey, Jan Ulrich. It was. It reminded me of, and you have all these horizontal guys. Horizontal. Go on, Cadell, Evans. What exactly. do you mean? What, what do you mean? What, the horizontal downward arms. bars, upward head. Oh. It, it was so old school, but I loved it. Yeah. yeah. I, it, was, it was quite <laughs> annoying because I'd just been saying like two minutes before how everybody has such amazing positions on the bikes. Then it cut to him and I was like, oh. Old Birdsong. Old Birdsong. Jakey Birdsong. He, that was disappointing for him as well. Yeah, it wasn't great, was it? No, it wasn't great. Um, As you said that. I think you did. Yeah. yeah. And, um... Yeah. Yeah. What else was there? Um, well, I don't think any of the GC riders were kind of sunk, you know, below the waterline. Well, Bingegaard beat Roglic, though. Yeah. By a second. It's interesting, that, isn't it? Yeah. And I th- well, I, we f- I floated a fact in commentary. I'll float it again in the podcast, but with a degree more certainty. Go on. Even though I haven't double-checked it. I think it's the first time Vinger Gore has beaten Roglic in a time trial. I think you're probably right. Um, and I think that's what you said in the commentary. But you, you know, bless you for validating me, but you haven't got a faintest idea. I've got no idea. Because we, <laughs> no, because I did validate you on one uh, with Betty all and winning Tirreno. Then I looked it up and he didn't. He got second oh. in Tirreno. I think Vinegar's going to be better than Roglic to this race. Ned wrote that down in his book. I did. Yeah, yeah. In the first page, just he, so he's got it in my, down. In my, in my notebook, I, I wrote down today, Jonas Vingegaard will win the 2022 Tour de France, put it in little quotation mm. marks, and then put Copenhagen, July the 1st, 2022. So that, you know, obviously when it doesn't happen, I'll never mention it yeah, again. But and I'll forget about it. But well, on the exactly. off chance that I'm right, yeah. you can go back and, say, no, go back and say, it's a no-win right. situation, isn't it? It's a no well, Yeah, but unfortunately, what I should have done is kept it quiet. And now, oh, and yeah, now to record-breaking podcast you know what, download audience. We're getting carried away. They've, they've done 13.2 kilometre time trial. <laughs> That's fair Honestly, with the but stages to do. come in the first five days. We always oh. do get carried away. But I think that was an important result for Vingegaard. No, yeah. Vingegaard. Vingegaard. Jonas. Jonas. Oh, Ned, what about your Twitter name? What's that all about? He's always changed his Twitter name and his avatar. Oh, is, is that Ned's thing? It goes yeah. back, no, it goes back to... No, I've done it twice. I changed the picture quite often but um, I've done it twice it goes back to the first time you joined us at the tour Pete in 2019 okay I encouraged because that was the the 50th yeah the 50th anniversary of Merckx's first win and it started in Brussels as you remember so I encouraged my Twitter followers back then to Merckxify their name and to somehow crowbar a CKX so yours for example would be would have been Pete Kenyux yeah yeah, like and, Millux. And, Millux. Millux. and uh, kind of freestyle it however you want. And uh, quite a lot of people did that back in 2019. It was got heartening. We're trying to create a craze. This time, viral. I thought... I'm going thought, viral. I thought, I thought I'm going to go viral <laughs> with Danish your name. Hashtag Danish so your name. There's something you should think about this. And so Ned. I Danished my name. Bulgård. Because this is a... <laughs> Ned, Ned Bulgård. You know what? You know, this is like the commercialization of our podcast. Yeah. And our podcast cover... That says nothing about the Tour de France or bikes. Yeah. Barely mentions it. It's very hard to see sounds our names like, as well. Sounds like a motorsport but podcast. I did, bring this, I did bring this issue up, but it's pretty You were overruled wrong. by the committee. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the same with this. Now, imagine now people are looking and going to their Twitter feed and see your name. They're like, well, let's skip over it. So they're like, who the hell's that? I don't follow that guy. Ned Bulgo? Yeah. Yeah, but it's just for three days, isn't it? I'm oh, gonna, okay. When then we go back to France, I'll be Ned Bolting again. Boring, right. boring, hey, boring, Ned, boring. at this point... In your, in your age and in the game, are you actually getting more Twitter followers? 
What do you mean? Well, just based More off forward. what David said. Like, are people... Oh, I don't know. No, probably Luke. Probably you know annoying the hell like out of people. After so many years. <laughs> no, it's kind of static. Mine's gone kind of static. Yeah, it happens, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we just kind Do of peaked out. you know what? It's fine. It's not all about social media. It's yeah. not all about social media. No, but it, no not really. No. no. Um, I don't know is the answer to that. It'd be one. interesting to see, like, the trajectory of your followers over the last 10 years. Would well, we got in, know, would we got in early when Twitter was still peaking. I remember when I first opened my Twitter account, and why. I went to... Um, present uh, ITV's coverage of the Tour of Britain in the days before they had live coverage. You were probably in the race in 2008, David. Uh-huh. And um, uh, so it was just, you know, it was recorded images that you didn't get to see until the tapes had been rushed back and the whole thing had been edited and the highlight show went out. Um, in other words, if you were actually following the race as a journalist, you had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all happening in the 100 kilometres away up the road. Um, and the organisation said, ah, but if you follow the tour of britain twitter account we will give you updates from the race about what's going on and i went i do not know what you're talking about what is twitter Hmm. what how does this work and um and i remember i was i was literally taken through step by step by pete hodges who's a press officer at the tour of britain he said this is what you create this account and i thought it was i I thought it was quite interesting and i shortly after that we We had our, um, we've now got two toilets in our house, but we had our, to- our only toilet at the time uh, refurbished, which meant that for a day or so, we had no toilet in our house. And I live tweeted my trip early in the morning to go to the loo. And wow. I, had to, I had to go down the road and find a cafe that was open. And of course, it was so early in the morning, none of the cafes were open. So then I ended up going to Lewisham Hospital to go to the loo. Ah. Well, this is... And I live tweeted every step of the journey, and I suddenly went from like having twelve followers to a thousand or something like that. And that was kind of uh, the start. But isn't that crazy? How you've—it's almost like um, a social media maturity. Because talking about our Twitter virginity, so to speak, it's the same with like Instagram. When you look back at pictures you posted when it wasn't a marketing tool, it was just a picture. Yeah. Well, was, you know there was I mean? certain innocence about yeah. it you mean yeah and, uh, exactly say, right so, yeah. so for me with Twitter it was 2010 after the tour of Romandy and Ross Darnan came up to me and he was like oh have you heard of Twitter I was like <laughs> have you heard of Twitter like, right, sign up to it sign up to it I was like sign up to it <laughs> within an hour I had like 20 followers I've seen this 20 followers I was like what I don't get it like what's going on Pete, uh, do you know and it's just like oh, I've just finished Romandy did you, you know? get <laughs> did you get any kind of um, when you were with Sky in particular did you get any kind of uh, you know, instruction or help with social media? No instruction kind of... at all. Just when you did something wrong, I got told off by David's sister. Yeah. yeah. You, you did that more than once as well, didn't you? you yeah. Had a, I remember you. I remember when. I was so we naive. To, we don't have to rake over the old No, no, let's, that, let's, let's move on. Right, yeah. back to the bike race. <laughs> yeah. Stage tomorrow. Cover that, actually, haven't we? Bridge, long bridge. Hectic. Yeah. Bit of pronunciation to get your head around tomorrow. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it starts from Roskilde. Roskilde. No, no, that has got a D, but you don't pronounce the D. Roskilde. 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 And it finishes in Nubu. 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 Which, um, to, you know, uh, uh, you know, phonetically, if you're speaking it with an English accent, it looks like Nyborg, but it's Nubu. Mikkel's going to pull us up on this, right. isn't he? Yeah, he is going to. I've got yeah. a question for you. He's our Danish friend, isn't he? Yeah. Um, if you are Amazing English, guy. an English speaking person. Yep. Do you pronounce the names of foreign countries or That's or a, street names or people's names really in their question. accent or it's in the really, English accent where it doesn't really make sense? It's a really good question. That is. 
So, because I feel like you need to stick to your guns a little bit. Yeah. You want to know a really good example of this? In London, Beecham Square. Beauchamp. The, yeah, Beauchamp. Beauchamp Square. Beauchamp Spelt Square. Beauchamp Square because it's a French word. Yeah. Pronounced Beecham Square. But, okay, so here's another example. Right, I am probably going to refer to, uh, in commentary tomorrow, Roskille as Roskille, not Roskilde. Okay. And I'm going to refer to the finish line, Nubor, as Nubor and not Nyborg. Because I accept that's literally not how it's pronounced. Yeah, okay. That's fair but enough. but today when we were in Copenhagen, there's no way I'm going to say Kuvenhall. True. Because yeah. because that's a bit like saying here we are. Welcome to Paris. Paris. Yeah. Whereas whereas we refer to Paris as Paris. And Mon- like Montreal. Copen- Montreal. Yeah. Copenhagen is Copenhagen. But there's no you know. But what we don't say because because these are really big important historical capital cities. But now we're out in the provinces. New, so, Nuba is the name of the, you know. Ned, and can we take so, go on, Pete? For for so for for Cav Mark Cavendish, Mark when Cavendish. I pronounce um, an autostrada in Italy as autostrada, should I pronounce it like he says as autostrada? Autostrada. That's because Mark speaks perfect Italian. He, he speaks perfect Italian. <laughs> so it's basically down to the individual. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. I don't think. I think people get overly hung up on it. Actually, you know, that I don't think. I think you can respectfully tread as a commentator, uh, uh, especially of cycling, which is such a kind of multilingual sort of poly, poly, polyglot smorgasbord, which is po- obviously com- yeah. the wrong way of pronouncing smorgasbord. 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 I have no idea, but um, you know, I think respect, especially with people's names. I do think you, we should try and call them by their names. What about these know? places? Like Michael Mercu, exactly. You no, know, I was going to say the same as we went by. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, yes, so I do think I I try and do things by and large. But, you know, if I'm going to occasionally get it wrong, I don't think it's a disaster. I, I You know who's very good at pronouncing it? Rob here. Hatch. He just goes into it. He's a fully True. committed. C- com- completely right. You know, and, and Rob, I, Rob I, I admire, you know, immensely. He's, he's mastered all the Romance languages. Mm. Um, and, he's, you know, he speaks them all perfectly. And... Um, you know, and those languages, those languages that he doesn't, he isn't able to speak. Like he doesn't speak German, for example. He he will sometimes ask me because he knows I speak German. You know, how do you pronounce? Probably yeah, he is Michel, pretty incredible. Michel Schwarzman, but it's yeah, a real yeah. principle. It's a real principle for Rob. Yeah, and he draws the line at a very sort of you know. I'm slightly more flexible about it, and you know, uh, I'm really know, flexible but, about it. Well, you're just all over the place. About I it. just yeah. look yeah. at the words and just hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, do you still have your book, your word book? Oh, right. So, I was on the plane, and I realized I forgot it. Oh. Fourth year as well. It's at um, home, though. You should have got ever to bring it. Devastated. Yeah. <sighs> we had some good words in there as well. I can't remember mm. any of them. No. Me neither. Yeah. Topography. Yeah, was that, that was one. That was one. To- that topography. Was one. Yeah. Can you yeah. remember what it means, Pete? Yeah, it's like the, the lay of the land. Sort of exactly. Thing. Very good. Yeah. How do you say this one? Hey? Kong Kongstead. Kongste, but probably not the D. It's probably Kongste. So, what, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to get at Ned is in commentary. Kong means do you king. Say so Kongstead. King, king Kong in Danish is Kong Kong. You don't put on the accent, basically, do you? In commentary, you just say Kongstead. You don't go Kongstead. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's Danish. A, you Danish. See what I'm saying, though. I it's do a see what, subject, I, I, isn't it? I don't know about punchy, but it's, it's complex. Well, and I think Danish is particularly challenging to the English ear because it's quite alien-sounding a lot of it, mm. and quite counterintuitive. And again, a bit like Rob Hatch, who you know speaks all the the, the Romance languages. I speak German uh, as well as French, 
but my German is the language I've really mastered. And to me, wow. when I'm saying the name of a German rider or a German place... With I, the accent. I, I can't do anything other than pronounce it completely a, a, as a German would because, because everything, that, else, everything else offends me slightly. Absolutely, yeah. Sort of yeah. thing. So it's really... Yeah, it depends what, what, what skill sets, I suppose, if that's the right word, or what languages you bring to the table. Um, so can we just rewind a bit? <laughs> Why are we talking about... <laughs> Kong. Yeah. So King Kong called King King. No, no, King Kong. So the name of the giant gorilla? Yeah. Was Kong. Oh, so he's King Kong. So he's King Kong in English. So in, well, I'm presuming in Danish, he's Kong Kong. <laughs> because King is Kong in, in That's Danish. That's ridiculous. Well, I, d- I also don't know if it's true. Which, that wouldn't be a first for this podcast, would it? King Kong. Kong Kong. Kong Kong. Uh, Kong Kong. Yeah. yeah. God knows. Anyway, yeah. if it is, it is. And um, if it isn't, what? it isn't. It is what it is. Yeah. How was um <laughs> how was Chris Baldwin on set today, Pete? Was he sparkling? Uh, on set he was yeah, no. I mean Yeah. Really good. Had his notes. Good. I I got I liked his um insights into the Dauphiné at the beginning when I'm pretty sure he didn't watch it. Oh come on. No. You've no idea. He's a busy man. I yeah. like having Chris there. Actually. He's great. Re- he's great. Yeah, he's makes, he's makes really funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really funny. You, really you don't funny. know it, like <laughs> offset or even. Oh, Chris is a very funny. But man. yeah, he's he's great. Yeah. And Gary, Gary, good. Yeah, Gary's Gary. Um, very professional and quite a smooth day actually, guys. Good in general for us. Yeah. Us, us lot who don't have to commentate for four hours. Ah, uh, you're in the, the booth tomorrow, time. mate. Yeah. No doubt about it. Oh yeah, I'm stepping yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, for step oh, in. yeah, yeah. Um, Well, we, we did. We, we did. You. Pete, you and I did a massive commentary boot camp earlier on in the year, didn't we? True. At the um, UAE tour. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get through that? Eight? Was it eight stages? Seven stages? Yeah. All of them 172 kilometers long. Commentating before the, even the prior, even uh, the pre- team presentation. Yeah. I actually don't know what we talked about. Gazprom, Russ fellow. So bad. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> yeah. uh, what well, can this guy go on to achieve? The answer is seventh mm. on the stage. Yeah. Um, so, there we go. That's the end of um, that's the end of this part. I've yeah. no yeah. idea how to round this off and finish um, it. What about giving us... Um, what about so? Where's Steve Cummings these days, Pete? Oh yeah, Pete. Mm. How would Steve Cummings have sounded on team radio in the car behind Geraint Thomas today? God, don't know how this is going to come out. It's going to be brilliant. Okay, Jay. <laughs> Two hundred meters right off the skis, eighty percent. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, well taken, G. Okay, back on the skis. Full gas, full gas. Two kilometres now. 100% G. You've got this, you've got this. You're off on everyone. You're off on all the contenders, lad. Come on. You know, hit it, mate. G. G, lad. You've still got your angel, on. Take it off. Take it off. It's worth it. 6k to go, G. 6k to go. Strip off, mate. Strip off. This is where it counts now. Okay. Coming into the technical part, you don't want that G. Leon, lad. Okay. Okay, okay, push it, G, push it. Something like that, probably. And if that doesn't get us to the top of the charts tomorrow, nothing will. <laughs>